0: What is going on everyone and welcome to Zed Talks where we have brief talks leading to big breakthroughs. My name is Zora, a college student who's walking to a very chaotic phase of her life full of uncertainty, a bit of anxiety, but ultimately good times as undergrad comes to a close. If you're listening to me right now, that means you're here for the ride as well. So grab your headphones, grab a snack, something to drink. Like always, I have icy orange and enjoy. Welcome back to another episode, everybody. It actually makes me so mad. I have been trying to record this episode for a hot little minute now but something was always coming up. I couldn't find the words for it or in the situation like the recording before this one, five minutes ago, the microphone that I was using was being choppy. So had to record it again. But nonetheless, thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, I'm so glad to have you all here. I wanted to give some trigger warnings before starting this episode. In this episode, I'm going to talk about death, I'm going to talk about suicide, I'm going to talk about bullying, so if any of those three, maybe a a fourth, but I'm not really sure, Um, if any of those are some sensitive topics that you aren't ready to hear for, I'm going to give you five seconds to go ahead and make your exit. Okay, cool, so as I said, I've been struggling with this episode for A minute and like I've had this episode just sitting in the drafts for like two weeks and something to know about me is that I can't just do episodes off the dome I can't just pull thoughts from my brain and put it out in the air I have to have something where I'm writing it down like an outline that kind of guides my conversation and I I'm trying not to be so extensive with my outline just to let it be like a point or two and move on with that. I say that to say that in making this out, like I couldn't make an outline for this episode. So I was struggling with that, but I was also just in a space where I just really wasn't feeling podcasting, and which is why I haven't had an episode. And I probably, and I said this before, where I was going to try and stop just dropping off the face of nowhere. But so desperate times call for desperate measures and I'm not even going to apologize for it. I I just, I wasn't feeling it. But I went to church this week, this past week, and it just goes to show that God's timing is always right. It is 100% on time. I could not find the words for this episode, but the sermon on Sunday was about grief and guilt. And I was like, oh, that's right on the money. And it just makes me wonder if that was intentional. He needed me to find those words to talk about this episode but I'm not gonna get too spiritual but I wanted to just talk about the world right now and you all know one of the things that I don't play with is mental health there's a lot going on in the world right now and a lot of negative things going on right now I read an article by CNN and it mentioned that suicide rate is at the highest that it's ever been with Dia from 2022 And since seeing, that, since seeing that, that article, of course, a lot of things happened. I saw something about a child committing suicide for bullying, and then the death of Angus Cloud, um, the actor from Euphoria, who played Fesco. He um, committed suicide as he was grieving over his, his father, who passed away. I will say that one of the things we have to get better at doing is being careful with which words we, put, we choose to put out in space. We really have to be careful of what we put out there because you do not know how it's going to affect somebody. And I think a simple fix to this would just be to ask yourself, would you like it if someone said or did that to you? It's so easy. If the answer is no, don't do it. If the answer is yes, maybe you should ask somebody else just to get a second check. One of the ways I think we have to get better of taking care of ourselves is not to be afraid of setting boundaries for someone who did or said something you didn't like. I feel as though we tend to ignore certain signs and we ignore setting boundaries out of fear of losing people. But truth be told, if someone is hurting your feelings or saying things that are hurting your feelings, doing things that are not nice, it's okay to lose those type of people because they shouldn't be in your life anyway. When I say, when we don't set boundaries, for someone who did something or said something to you, it's as if we're rewarding bad behavior. And let me tell you all a situation what where, where I was continued to reward bad behavior without even knowing I was rewarding bad behavior. I had an associate. I don't even know if I can, can call them an associate anymore, but I had an associate, and they kept calling me a name. I told them, I said, I don't like, I don't like you calling me that. I'm not. I'm not that but my actions didn't show it. I kept, there's nothing that changed in our interactions. I kept talking to them as much as I wanted. I kept being on the phone with them as much as I wanted, falling asleep on the phone as much as I wanted. So nothing changed in my actions. So I was rewarding their bad behavior. This went on for about a year. Just gonna show that I wasn't setting boundaries and it, the, the, the name calling persisted and it persisted. And eventually that turned into a very sensitive topic for me And to this day it's one that's a very specific topic for me just don't be afraid of setting boundaries had i respected myself enough and set that boundary there's a high chance that that behavior would have stopped in two ways they would have missed my absence enough to know that hey this is very serious and zora's not playing with this or they wouldn't have cared and our relationship would have just died either way They would have known that what they did, I didn't appreciate, and I wasn't going to continue giving them my time of day if their their name-calling persisted. And when I talk about this, I think I should shine a light on two words and contrast them a bit. Grudges versus boundaries. A grudge is when you're holding something over someone's head. So you're constantly reminding someone what they did to you, what they did to you, what they did to you. Like you're stuck in what they did to you. One, that requires a lot of energy. Two, obviously you don't forgive them. Having a boundary is when you forgive that person. However, you're still going to proceed with caution by lowering the chances of that person being able to do that again. Like I said, in my situation, I would have been maybe just saying the amount of time we spoke to each other. It just lowers the access people have to you. And I don't feel as though anyone should feel guilty about this because you're not overreacting. Your feelings are your feelings. If there's something that someone said or something that someone did that didn't sit right with you, it is your job. Not your job, but you have the right to to vocalize on that. A lot of times I feel as though we don't vocalize on how certain things impacted us. Sitting on that, I feel as though it, it turns into bad juju it just turns into bad energy and we gotta just let that go in the air sometimes like you have to tell them what they did to you you have to do it sooner rather than later so they can address it so they can actually remember what happened if you wait to a certain time they're like man I don't even, I might not even remember that even happened you know and they can't really take accountability for that so just be careful with what you all put out there really words really do stick with people for a long time the situation I described y'all it happened about three and a half years ago but I just realized the how rooted it was into one of my fears. And you really do ha- just have to think before you speak. And if a part of you thinks it is a mean thing to say, don't say it. And if you think it is a nice thing to say, and if you think it's okay to say, ask somebody else so you can get a second check like I mentioned before. Okay? Angus Cloud. Angus Cloud's situation was one that hurt. It hurt. I think anyone killing themselves is a topic that, you know, is painful. But it reminded me of the idea of grief and how we handle grief. And if there's one thing that I've been in contact with for the past two years, two almost three years, it is grief. Me and Death have been like, I feel as though he's trying to take me under his wing, if I'm being honest with you. Needless to say that like, grief sucks. And this part of the podcast, this is part of the episode I'm going to grab a lot from the sermon, but I'm not going to necessarily attach it to God, just more so like the overarching message. One of the things the pastor said, and I think this is the one that stuck with me the most, grief isn't a competition, it's personal. We live in a very high-paced society where it's though everything seems to be going on so fast. and If you aren't catching up or if you aren't up to pace, then you're falling behind. I think the same can be said in our personal lives. It seems as though we have a timeline on the grieving process. Okay, you have three months, I don't know, to get your feelings out and you got to jump back into the game of things and act as though this didn't happen. And that's so wrong to say. That's so wrong to say. We need to stop attacking people for spending too long or too little on a loss because there's no such thing as too long or too little when it comes to losing somebody. Everybody processes things differently. Everyone had different relationships with people and we have to stop making grief something that's comparable, because it's not. Because I'm not you and you're not me, you know? I don't know whatever happened to minding your own business. Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself and drive, as the little girl said. Needing to be so into someone's grieving process I mean, trying to immerse yourself into the grieving process is something that I feel is very disrespectful, but I also think you're overstepping boundaries. Because like I said, you don't know what that person is feeling, what memories that person has, and it's not your place to say. And one thing that I'm, I'm really trying to do with this podcast is to make sure that while I'm making relatable content, I'm also giving ways in which we can improve our way of life. And I really wanted to make sure I included tips that we can use that help with grieving that he provided to me that I wanna provide to you all. Scheduling grieving times. And this is something I wish I had two years ago, almost three years ago, wow, that's so crazy. Almost three years ago, schedule grieving times. And during that allotted time, you allow your, You allow yourself to just feel whatever it is you're feeling for that time. I don't know if y'all have seen the Barbie movie, but that's when I thought about when he said this. When the lady took her hand and she was like, just feel. (laughs) (laughs) But really allowing yourself to just whether that's 30 minutes, whether that's forty-five minutes, an hour, two hours, if you need to go to a rage room and just feel whatever, if you have anger, if you just need to cry, if you need a journal, whatever you're doing, just set that a lot of time for that. But after that, you have to go back into the real world because the unfortunate thing about grief is that while we're grieving, like I said, a high-paced world, a fast-paced world, the world is still going on, you know? So he said scheduled grieving times, and he also said therapy, which is something that I've said on this podcast a bunch of times, therapy. But I like the analogy he used for it. He said grief is like bleeding from a place you can't reach that place being your soul so therapy has these certified professionals who know how to bandage open souls open wounds from the inside and kind of help make it better that's why we need to go therapy and I think there's a lot of different ways you need to go therapy some of the things that we don't even know are traumatic aren't revealed until we're in therapy or you may not know where something comes from like the source of something I promise promised y'all I had a breakthrough and I was left in shock. I was left in shock. I was like, oh wow, oh wow. But it felt good that I finally recognized where that, that anxiety came from. There are multiple stages of grief. The five stages of grief are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. You don't have to feel guilty when you hit the acceptance part. Just because you move on does not mean you forgot it happened. However, focusing on what you lose keeps you stuck. But focusing on what you love keeps you going. I'm not going to act like that's my quote. That's not. that I got that from the pastor. Um, that's true. But he said something about memories. And I thought this this really hit home. Because we tend to think so much about the negative Like how the negative outcome of things that we don't focus on the good things that we got from it. And that's something that I could do a better job of doing as well. He said we have to use fond memories as medication. It is okay to move on from somebody, but still think that, or still think of the ways in which they provided you with something good. It's okay to look back on a fun memory that y'all had. You don't have to feel bad just because of the outcome of how it happened. I honestly wish that, I don't know if y'all watch Harry Potter, but Dumbledore has a thing throughout the series, and it's like he takes his thoughts and he stores them, so he doesn't forgive them, and he forgets them, and he can come back to them at any point in time he wants. I wish I could do that, but I like what he said because we definitely do tend to think about only the negative things, and I think when we're processing things or processing losing people, we have to take away of like what they provided us with, but also what they, what they taught us, like negative things that they taught us so we can make sure that those things don't happen again. But yeah, at some point we have to keep, we have to keep, just keep swimming. My mom wonders why, or my sister wonders why I love that quote so much because it's so applicable. We have to just keep swimming. If you live in the past, you're always going to be in the past. I say this all to say that you are wanted, and this is a reminder to myself as well there are times when obviously you can lose hope in the way the world is happening and what's going on in the world but you are wanted and as long as you know Zor you hear Zor you have access to Zor I 100% promise you that I will be there to talk the text mental check-ins like I, I'm there because I truly understand what it's like to feel hopeless or to feel like so many bad things are happening at one time or though you feel like you're never gonna get a win and the wind comes; it comes eventually. The hard thing about it is trusting that it's going to come, um, because you can't see the finish line. Only person who can see the finish line is God, but you can't see the finish line, and we have to just keep the faith and knowing that you know things are gonna things are gonna turn out okay. One thing I also wanted to leave y'all with is if you are ever having thoughts about committing self harm um, or doing anything that you know. Needing someone to talk to, call 988. Formerly, it was known as 1-800-273-8255. Shout out to Logic for a Song. It's the only reason why I remember that. Um, but to make it shorter, they changed it to a three-digit number so you can kind of remember it like 911. Number is 988. Suicide Hotline is open 24-7, 24 hours, 7 days a week. It is open. They're there to talk you through things um, and to get you the help you need for your mental health. There is absolutely nothing shameful about needing help. Regardless of who you are, how long ago it was, how old you are, nothing about it. What your gender is, what your sex is, there's, there's nothing shameful about needing help. We are humans. We have emotions. We need to stop acting like men, especially, are robots. They aren't. They have emotions as well. But as a whole, we, ha- we are very empathetic and emotional people. And we really have to just take better care of ourselves. We have to take better care of each other. Well, like the answer to world peace is really just treating people the way you want to be treated. It's a concept that seems so simple, but it's something that everyone is having such a hard time to grasp and it's annoying. But there's absolutely nothing shameful about vulnerability. Vulnerability does not equate to weakness, it actually equates to strength, in my opinion. I think in a lot of people's opinion. When we look at people like Jalen Noble, people wonder why why is he gaining so much attraction or you know, so much of following. It's because we don't, he's very vulnerable and his vulnerability makes him approachable. It makes him relatable because all of us are feeling that. It's just not a lot of us have, are comfortable with being so open about it. I really wish that everybody, we all can get to a place where we're very, very comfortable with being vulnerable to each other and not taking advantage of people's vulnerability. That's also another caveat. People take advantage of people's vulnerability. I just wanted us to get to a point where we can be vulnerable with people and just treat people with kindness and respect, like everybody deserves. I'm not gonna harp on that too long. Um, thank you all so much for tuning into this episode. Hope y'all like it, and I hope this one recording came out perfectly fine. I am in the midst of a bit of chaos as I'm getting ready for school. I do, I, I'm just going with the flow right now, the way things are going in life. If I make an episode, I make an episode. I'm, I'm really trying. So, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Like always, I appreciate y'all listening. I appreciate y'all listening, and I will see y'all in the next episode.